Welcome to another episode with Coach Kathy. Today I want to talk about decision making and the inability for some of us to make decisions, to make choices. And this is this is a real deal here. There there are few of us. There are some of us that find making choices a very tough task. So what I mean by choices, what I mean by decision-making. So for example, you have a full day of things to do within your business or at work, and you really have a hard time prioritizing. Which one do I do first? Where do I even start? And why am I even doing this, right? There's so many emotions that go into that. Even if your choices are lessened, you still can't even decide between choice A or choice B. So this is a big thing for us ADDers. And the more I read about it, I see it in different things. And and there's, I mean, books written on decision-making. The Paradox of Choice is a recent book that was recommended to me. And, And then the list goes on. But really, at the root of it, there's one thing that I want to mention that comes up, which is a model by Dr. Brown. In his model of executive function impaired in ADD syndrome, as the title of it goes, he talks about the executive function and how it becomes impaired. And the executive function essentially, uh, it's located in your prefrontal cortex, so the front of your brain. That's called the executive functioning region of your brain, if you will, without me getting scientific. And some of the functions it has are quite important. And when they're impaired, us ADDers, for us, it's really amplified. And another note, even if you're not ADD and you're listening to this, executive functions can be impaired under stress also. So you could be a neurotypical and you have the, you know, proper brain wiring, whatever you want to call it. But under stress, under overwhelm, your executive function can become impaired. And so there are about six different things that he talks about that I like to highlight here. So the very first one is organizing, prioritizing, and activating to work. That could become impaired. So he calls that activation. The second one is focusing, sustaining, and shifting attention to task. He calls that focus. The third one is regulating alertness, sustaining effort and processing speed. So this one is all about the effort and keyword regulating, right? So that's another one. The fourth one is managing frustration and modulating emotion. Calls it number four is emotions. So this one is a big one for us, right? Emotional regulation. It keeps coming up in ADD all the time. The fifth one is utilizing working memory and accessing recall. Simply said, memory. This one is a big one also, especially um, for some of us that are getting older, the working memory, it just feels like it's just depleting and depleting and, you know, forgetting the car keys, forgetting the, the coffee on the coffee table before you leave the house. You get the point. The fifth or the sixth one, rather, the last one is monitoring and self-regulating action. So this is about that action, that getting into it, getting things done. Why do I say these are important when it comes to decision-making? Well, when it comes to decision-making, 
if we're operating under that notion that we have an impaired executive function, and as you heard, those are some big things that we need to make sure that is operating effectively with it, with our brain so that we can get through our day. We can make decisions. We can pay attention. We can transition and so forth. So again, to recap, activation, focus, effort, emotion, memory, action, these six things, once they're in harmony, once everything is working properly, you're going to go about your day pretty well. When it's impaired, it's going to affect you in different ways. And now when it comes to decision-making, for me, the one that I think comes into play here is around that getting it done, that activation, that very first step of starting your day. How are you prioritizing your day? And if you're coming from a place of overwhelm, if you've been emotionally, you know, on a roller coaster you haven't slept well the the day before, this activation really becomes hard. And not to mention, if you've got multiple choices in front of you, then to be able to look at it and try to prioritize it, and then you look at the effort it's going to take, it just looks like you're moving mountains that day. So no wonder decision-making becomes even that much more of a challenge for us. So what the heck do we do? How do we manage it? How do I manage it? So one of the things that that I like that one of our mentors recently talked about was do this sandwich thing. He calls it the, the sandwich method. And, and the way you go about it is you sandwich two tasks that you really don't like and then two tasks that you do like and try going that way. Now here, I, I want to put a caveat in this, that as I give you the, some of these tips, as I give you some of these suggestions, I know that ADDers do not like being told what to do. So please take it as simply a suggestion to try. Go from a place of curiosity and say, hmm, Kathy said this, let me try it and see what happens. Do you have to stick to it? Absolutely not. Do you have to continue to keep doing it? And, you know, do you have to actually even give it a try? Totally not. It's totally up to you. But if there's tried and true things that have worked for others, wouldn't you want to try it and see how it goes? I would. So back to the, what are some of the things you can do? This one jumps out at me. It's it's about decide once, set policies and procedures. So what does that mean? So one of the things that when it comes to decide once and then just do it is if you have clear goals and yes, I'm going to go back into goals and, and mindset and all that stuff. If you're really clear about what you're ultimately doing, if you've written it down somewhere that this is what I want to do with my work, with my business. And if, if you've got those clarity down pat, then when you make that decision, well, first, does it align to that goal? Does it align to that vision that you had? If it doesn't, drop it. As much as it's a shiny new thing that you want to give it a try, that you want to see how it goes, but oh, Kathy, it's so exciting. Remember, that's that's chasing that dopamine. That's chasing that that hunger, that thirst of, I need to do something fun and exciting. 
It is not really about this aligns to the bigger picture because at that point, also remember, you are making impulsive decisions that you really haven't slowed down to see what's going on. And and remember what the beginning of this conversation, I said, Dr. Brown's model around, you know, emotions and regulating them and really pausing and saying, why are you doing the things you're doing that day? That makes sense. So this whole notion of decide once is one of the caveats I would put in there is look at that thing that you want to do, that choice that you want to make. And does it roll up to your ultimate vision? If it does, by all means, do it and just do it as opposed to you decide on it, you do it, and then you make another choice and then another choice. Just follow through with it. Just see what happens. I think we all owe it to ourselves. And I know a lot of times we, and I'm guilty of that. I'm even guilty of it recently. A shiny new project comes up. You put up your hand, you go and do it. But then halfway through, you're like, "Mm, this isn't really what I wanted to do. I made the wrong decision. I would like to challenge you on just follow it through. Just for once in your life, follow it through. See it to the end. And then once it's done, then what I suggest is take an audit of what happened. What did you do well? And what could you have done differently? Not what, you know, what was bad, but what could you have done differently? And third, what did you learn from that experience? One of the things for us when it comes to memory, and again, going back to the six impaired executive functions, if memory is an issue for us, we will not recall that experience that easily. So it is absolutely important, imperative that you write it down. And then as I look at my wall here in my office, I have so many sticky notes, so many memos to myself of you're doing this because of this, this is happening because of that, because I constantly need that visual reminder to myself. And I mean, younger, when I was in my 20s, I didn't need these many sticky notes, these men, this many um, vision boards and all of that. I, I remembered it. And now in my 40s, I have accepted the fact that my memory is not as sharp. And I also, there's way too many more things going on in my life that I just can't hold all these sticky notes in my head. They need to be written somewhere. They, I need to be reminded of, oh yeah, I started this podcast for this reason, or I did this task for this other reason, just so that anything else I do kind of loops back and lines up with the initial decision or choice that I made. Now, here's the thing. If it's so hard for us to make decisions and choices, wouldn't you want to set up all these right tools and systems so that at least you can have an easier time with making decisions? And I think this is, I'm talking to myself in this particular case, because recently I I got caught up in that whole, how do I prioritize my week? And there's been too many things going on. I'm wrapping up a advanced training program that I've been in. I am going into another workshop that I'm participating in. I've got my clients, I've got the house, the family, kid, and all of that going on. So going back to the original 
outline that I had written three months ago of these are the things that I'm focusing on. These are the choices that I've made. These are the decisions I've made. And then recently, I've been reading the book uh, Refuse to Choose by Barbara Scher, which I think I need to do a whole episode on this amazing book. I have created this book now that anything that comes outside of my initial decisions and choices that I've made, they go in this book. And because we do get bombarded with so many ideas, so many new things, as we're in the middle of doing a task, uh, that happens to us because our brain doesn't say, hey, you need to push this aside and, you know, keep focusing on the task at hand. Going back to the six um, executive function impairments, one of them is around focus, focus and sustainability and shifting attention to tasks. So for us, this is a challenge. So knowing that that's a challenge, what do I do? I have a book that I write everything in as soon as it comes into my head and I refocus back on what the task at hand. So back to the challenge of decision-making when it comes to prioritizing your day, making an actual decision. Should I listen to Kathy's podcast or should I do um, what I really need to get done? All of these things, there are different methods. There are different ways to go about it. What I invite you to do is really also pay attention to how you were able to make that decision. And if you were able to make a decision that had a great outcome, reflect on it, write about it, just so that you remember. Again, if for a month or maybe for two weeks, you became the observer of decision-making and how you're going about your day in making decisions, document that. Remember, and I'm begging you on this one, you will have memory issues. And I don't mean to sound negative. It's just the way it is, especially if you're an older adult listening to this podcast. Memory is a big thing for us. And oftentimes we go through our day, we make those decisions, we do our those challenging tasks and whatever we have to do. And then we forget about it. It's like, oh, thank God it's done. But then when it comes back out again, this is when you're like, oh, how did I even do that the last time? That's when you go back to your journal. For those that work with me directly, that's one of the things we do. As a coach, I remind them of those ways that they made those decisions of the way they got things done, the way they prioritized. And actually, this is where it helps to work with someone to sharpen this skill set. Because this is not a skill that you were born with, especially this is not a skill that you were born with if you're ADHD, because, hey, your neurology was impaired to begin with. So it's a skill that you can learn. You can definitely uh, you're like, you're not stuck with it. I think once we understand the neurology of it, which I just kind of roughly explain, and also look at the systems that you've put in place and continue to work on those systems to sharpen them, your decision-making skills become much easier. There's another piece around decision-making that I want to talk about also around the, the past memories you've had on previous decisions you made and whether they worked out or didn't work out. One thing that's really important to know is as we may have had these experiences and the decisions we made, our subconscious took a record of those. So even if you don't remember it, 
your subconscious will hold on to that experience and the feeling and the emotion that came with that decision you made. So let's say you had a business investment, the investment didn't go through, it didn't work out as as you had hoped and you lost a whole bunch of money. The next time you go to make another risk, another thing that you want to do, and this time all the dots, everything, you've done your research, everything looks good, but there's this hesitation and you don't know what's happening. It's all like this self-sabotage thingy comes in and this doubt comes in and says, don't do it, don't do it. That's the subconscious at work going, "Mm, I remember this. I'm holding on to it even if you didn't hold on to it. And indirectly, you're self-sabotaging. Then you go into fear, you go into doubt, you go into shame and embarrassment, and you don't make that decision. Even though you did learn from it, but your subconscious is more powerful. It'll trump what's going on with you at that moment. So one of the things we work on in coaching is to bring up these experiences really to life and really talk about them and really look at how they're affecting your current state of the way you're currently going about making decisions and what beliefs are underneath that. And we address those and we bring it up to surface and we work through them. And once you see that, it, it, once the Pandora's box is open, you know, once you see it, you don't unsee it again. And that's where the power comes in is when you're collaboratively working with someone to really understand not only your brain neurology, but also the emotion, the, the, uh, I'm going to say it, the, the woo woo that comes with it. So when you marry the two, honestly, I, I find um, that's when magic happens. And that's when magic happened for me was once I understood my brain neurology then all the self-help stuff, all the courses that taken on personal development, all of that, it finally made sense. So you got to do both. You got to understand the neurology of why decision-making is so hard. And every one of us deals with it differently. There's different types of ADHDers out there. So there's the inattentive, there's the combined ADD, there's hyper ADD. All of those will deal with decision-making differently. So when you work on understanding the neurology, then you bring in the the who you are into the mix and your experiences and your beliefs, then really dissecting the two, then you make magic happen. And I think decision-making, prioritizing how to go about your day becomes that much easier. I hope this episode was uh, helpful. I think um, I'm going to do a few more episodes on certain traits that affect us, certain ADHD traits that affect us when it comes to our brain, and especially when it comes to ADHD. I encourage you to leave me a voicemail on my website and let me know what other topics you want me to cover, which traits you want me to dig a little bit deeper into and and give you some more insights and more research-based information on it. And as always, I appreciate you listening to my episode. Until next time, keep on shining.